The Bulletin. It's time for the Bulletin with uh, Andrew Gordy this morning. So, uh, good 10 minutes with Gord's on a number of issues here. Um, are you a cane toad or a cockroach, Andrew Gordy, or neither? <laughs> Morning, Smithy. Um, yeah, well, that's, that's, a lovely, that's a lovely way to start the segment, actually, a cockroach or a cane toad. Um, look, I'm, I'm a cane toad. I've always been a Queensland supporter, to be honest. Um, I, I certainly can't claim to be... Uh, a New South Wales supporter, so yeah, I'm going to be sticking with the with the Maroons. Do I do I think that they can win tonight? Here's the thing, Smithy. I, I always feel like we come into state of origin, and you look at the two teams on paper, and you go, Queensland don't have a chance here. Like New South Wales are absolutely stacked, uh, but I always feel like Queensland just have a bit more fight in them. And when it comes to the crunch, when it when, the, when the, the intensity of the battle really heats up, I feel like Queensland always come up with something a bit extra um, that on paper doesn't suggest they will be able to. Um, but look, it is, it is really hard, to, I think, to look past New South Wales uh, tonight. They, I just think up front as well, I, I just think that they have a little bit extra going for them. Um, I think Payne Haas and, and Tavita Pungai Jr. will, will bring... A lot, and then when you've got someone like Junior Barlow coming off the bench as well, um, and they have strength right through their pack, and then their backline. I, 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 I really don't think you can look at the two respective backlines and say that Queensland are stronger. I mean, that, even though New South Wales have lost Latrell Mitchell, Stephen Crichton comes in, and it's effectively the Panthers' backline, especially you know that that left side. Um, you know they're going to have Isaiah Yao and then they're going to have the two Panthers halves, and then out to the left they'll have Crichton and Tall. So um, they're going to be, they're going to cause all sorts of problems. I, I can see the Queensland down that, or down, down New South Wales left edge, Queensland's right. Um, so, yeah, look, if, if you held a gun to my head, I'd say that, you know, New South Wales probably deserve to be favourites tonight, but, geez, you can never rule out Queensland. They're just, they always just come up with something a bit extra. And plus, I think that Billy Slater's just got far more tactical acumen about him. And than, than Brad Fittler, uh, even though he's such a, he's you know relatively young in his Origin coaching career, but I think he's already proved that he's just one of the smartest uh, brains in the game. He's obviously well one of the one of the greatest fullbacks ever to play the game, and he and he learned his entire career effectively under Craig Bellamy. So I think he really understands um, coaching and what's what's needed of a modern day coach. And see, I'm really fascinated to see as well how Reese Walsh goes tonight. You know, there's a lot of pressure on him in his Origin debut. Um, already, obviously, a bit of bit of controversy, if we can call it that. I suppose about you know him him essentially being there in place of Caelan Ponga, and you know the reasons why he was was not selected for Origin. So yeah, I'm going to be really interested to see what sort of influence Billy Slater can have on Reese Walsh going into this one. So yeah, big big game tonight, and you can watch it live for free on Three as well, Smith. You'll be watching, won't you? I'm absolutely going to be watching it. Don't you worry about that. Um, and if I couldn't do that. Um, I'll be listening to it on SCNZ um, with my head on the pillow, probably Gords. But uh, I'll be I'll, I'll be watching it. Don't worry about that, man. Hey, um, I've been watching uh, a lot of league lately, and of course I've been watching the Warriors. Uh, and I'm reading this uh, article that was uh, released yesterday um, about the fact that Sean Johnson has uh, turned down 1.3 million dollars to go to West Tigers. Turned down. Um, I, I just uh, wonder. Is that the right move for Sean Johnson? Uh, if you look into a crystal ball, where do you see the Warriors next year in terms of their playmakers? 
Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's very congested, isn't it? They've got a lot of halves on their books for next year. You know, there's, um, well, you've got Chanel Harris Devita coming back. You've got Tamari Martin, uh, Metcalf, and there's one I'm leaving out and I can't call. Oh, Ronald Volkman as well. So they've, yeah. they've already got four signs. And then, and then we're waiting to see what will happen with Sean Johnson. Now, to be perfectly honest, Smithy, this is the dream scenario for Warriors fans. I'll tell you why, right? Because you, you think about Sean Johnson earlier in his career. Now, if we're being really honest, Sean Johnson was getting paid too much by the Warriors for his output, in my opinion. They were paying, for, they were paying overs and they were paying a premium because he was their marquee man. He was the face of the club, but his output on the field wasn't matching his worth. He's gone away to the Sharks, obviously. He's had a, a bit of a middling time over there. Then he comes back to the Warriors quite clearly on a reduced salary. I'm sure he's not earning peanuts, but he's not. He's clearly not the top paid player at the club either. And I think there's probably been a general general feeling around that this might be might be Sean's last season at the club. But look at what's happened. You've got Roger Tuivasa-Shek coming back. The team started playing really well. Sean Johnson is probably playing the sort of football that I think Warriors fans have always hoped he he would, which is. You know, he's, he's obviously not got that searing pace anymore. He hasn't got that amazing sidestep. But with time in the saddle, you know, time in that position over, over a decade, you start to develop that game awareness. And, and starting to see the game from a more holistic point of view, his kicking game has improved. Sean just seems to have an extra half a second to a second on the ball to make excellent decisions, the sort of decisions that we're expecting. You know, to see if the likes of you know some of the, the properly great halfbacks that play the game, he's just his game's gone to another level from a mental point of view, and that's exactly where you want Sean Johnson to be. But on top of all of that, if Sean Johnson has made it clear yesterday, and I thought there was a fantastic um, you know stand up that he did yesterday, he was very honest with with the media and with and with Warriors fans. He is not going anywhere. If he's going to play rugby league next year, it will be for the Warriors. And what an amazing position that puts the club in. Now, I'm not suggesting for a minute they're going to lowball the guy and, and, you know, pay him peanuts. But championship sides and a salary cap competition are built on players being prepared to pay, play for a little less money with the enticement that they might achieve something really special. And the Warriors at the moment are probably in a position where they have assembled a team of talented players that they probably have, have never really been able to do before because they've had people like Sean Johnson probably gobbling up a bit too much of the salary cap. Now, if Sean takes his medicine, I suppose, and, and is prepared to play next year for a little less money to accommodate you know, some of the players who are coming in that you know, are in a, at a different stage of their career and, and sort of need to be earning that money, then it's the recipe that, like I say, Warriors fans have probably dreamed of. It's the sort of recipe that has led to teams like the Melbourne Storm and the Sydney Roosters being able to secure titles. You know, how do they assemble a roster like that? Well, it's because a lot of players are prepared to play for a little less um, for, the, for the hope that they might actually secure a title. Um, so I, 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 I would be stunned at this point. I think, I think the Warriors' season would have to really fall off a cliff now for Sean to go, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do that. Because look at it from his point of view, Smithy. He's been around this game for, and this club for such a long time. And apart from, obviously, when they, when they reached the grand final under, under Ivan Cleary, Sean has never been this close to, to achieving something special with the Warriors. And I think he can feel it. And do you, I just don't believe for a second that he would allow himself to walk into retirement 
and walking away from an opportunity to play with, you know, the, the, the squad that they've assembled now and Roger Tui-Vastashek and Chanel Harris-DeVita, who's obviously gone on away and he's, he's revitalised again. I just can't see Sean Johnson walking away from that. He, he, he will go again, I'm sure of it. Gordy Louie here, and that's such a good point around the salary cap. You look at the successful teams around the world, and, and admittedly that we're talking moonbeams and other codes, but that's how they win. They get players, senior players, to take uh, to take pay cuts, and then they assemble their roster like that. It's a very good point. Hey, one for you. I know you would have thought about this. Uh, Crusaders casualty ward at one stage hit 17. They've used 45 players, which would definitely be the most that they ever have. They've got nine people, including All Blacks, out for the year. If Razor got them up this year, would it be a better triumph than 2017 when they went to South Africa and knocked off the Lions? Yeah, it's, it's a completely different ask, isn't it? And I think as well, you sort of look at, um, what was that season when basically the Crusaders, they, they played without a home, didn't they? Um, they, they? What was that? Was that sort of in the... 20, of the of, 2011. Of the they, yeah, they played the Sharks yeah, at Twickenham, yeah. then... Yeah, went to the final against the Reds at Suncorp and uh, Will Guinea and Quade Cooper and Radiki Samo. They got them. Yeah, that's right. And and that was a that was a phenomenal season, wasn't it? Like they they achieved well well over the odds there. But but you're right, Louis. Like if if Razor was able to overcome all those injuries, and and they haven't been insignificant injuries, have they? They've been injuries to key members of the squad um, who have been on the on the sideline for for long periods of time. Um, and look at who they're, you know, the, the, where they're dipping to now. You know, John Arthur, Ryan Crotty, I'm sure Todd Blackett is probably next. We're going to be going really deep into the well, aren't we? Ruben Thorne, Shane Philpott, Paul Abalo, who knows how, how deep we'll go. But, um, yeah, it's, it's staggering the lengths they're going to now and they're having to go to uh, just to get through the season. Now, if they, can, if they can somehow keep that momentum up, it would be a, a remarkable triumph of of coaching, of, of strength and conditioning, of the medical department, of everything. But I, I think, if anything, it would probably highlight just an, an, a sort of an unbreakable spirit, wouldn't it? But, yeah, look, if, if you're asking me, do I think they're going to do it? I, I think it might be a bridge too far, to be honest, Louis. Like, um, I think, as well, when you look at sort of the talent of, of some of the other teams in this competition, um, you know, could they really have enough in the tank to get past a Chiefs team who has performed so well right throughout the season, show no real signs of slowing down. In fact, if anything, they're probably looking like they're peaking heading in towards the playoffs. Um, if, it was, if the Crusaders managed to get through the next few weeks and met a Chiefs team in the final, I think it would be very hard to argue that the Chiefs weren't the favourites and, and probably wouldn't you know, deserve to win the title.